The following pre-recorded program is paid for by Carla Swanigan Ministries. Get ready to experience and receive the grace you long for from the heart of God. Welcome to Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Carla is a wife and mother, international speaker, minister, and engaging storyteller known for her transparency with an impactful testimony of how God has transformed her own life. Her desire is to connect you with the heart of God and the truth of how he truly loves and sees you. If you're hurt, if you're broken, if you yearn for God's love and acceptance, let the healing begin. Now, here's Carla Swanigan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Scandalous Grace, where we leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. I'm Carla Swanigan, and I'm so glad you're joining us. Today on the show, we have the lovely and beautiful and amazing writer, author, mom, Amy Elaine Martinez. Welcome to the show, Amy. Hi, Carla. I'm glad to be here. Thanks. I'm so glad you're here. Let me tell our listeners a little bit about you, Amy. Um, Amy is an inspirational speaker, writer, gifted teacher, and ministry leader. Married for more than 23 years to the love of her life, David. She's also the proud boy mom of Sydney and Gabriel. Recently, the family grew with the blessing of a daughter-in-love, Sydney's wife, Riley, and Australian shepherd named Maverick, who is precious. Amy's a storyteller at heart, and she loves to share how she became a victory girl through the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. She humbly bears the scars of a broken life, and it's her heart's desire to see women walk in wholeness and victory. In fact, becoming a victory girl is a vital part of how she found a deeper, deeper healing in her life. So I'm so excited that you're here, Amy. I'm going to give my listeners a little bit of background um, on how we know each other. When I came back to the Lord over a decade ago, one of the first Bible studies I ever took at the church we were both attending at the time, one of the very first Bible studies I ever took was on the book of Daniel. I think it was by Beth Moore. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yes. And I took that Bible study and you were my Bible study leader. That's how I met you. It is. That was a really wonderful time. I loved that study so much and I was so glad to meet you. Yeah, that was awesome. And we developed a friendship over the years just out of meeting that way. Like God so sweetly does. We found out that we had so much in common um, as we got to know each other better. We had walked through a lot of the same things in our life and we'd seen God show up in a lot of um, similar ways. And so that's why I'm so so excited for our listeners to to hear your testimony today and to hear, um, you know, how God's really shown up in a scandalous grace kind of way in your life. Cause that's what our show is all about is really just, you know, glorifying God and praising him and just really showing off the amazing ways that sometimes unexpectedly he breaks through in our lives in such a beautiful way. So if you don't mind, tell us a little bit, you know, let's just get started on, you know, share your history with the Lord with us a little bit. Give us a little testimony. Gosh, Carla, I have known the Lord my whole life. I grew up in a Christian home in Oklahoma, and I really feel like the Holy Spirit has chased me down. He has pursued me so lovingly throughout my life. I have had times where I have not been walking with him, and I wanted a deeper relationship with him so many different times. And he did show up in such amazing ways for me. Um, I would say the first time that I really... (laughs) met him in a different way was in eighth grade. I was actually here in Colorado uh, up at a ski resort outside in the uh, freezing cold air (laughs) with all the stars above. And it was about eighth grade. And I really felt the Lord in a different way that it was not about religion. Mm. It was really about relationship. He wanted to know me personally. Yes. Unfortunately, I walked away 
from that. Um, even though I met him in a different way at that time, I went to high school and college and walked away from the Lord and it was not pretty, <laughs> but, yeah. um, after I had gone to college and actually been married and divorced once, I got married again and to David and we had our first baby. And it was when I looked at that first baby, he was four and a half pounds, Carla. He was a little bitty, teeny tiny baby. Mr. Sydney. Yes. And I looked at him and I thought, oh my goodness, mm. I better get serious about my relationship with the Lord. Because at the time, my husband didn't know the Lord. Yeah. And I knew that it was on me, that if he was going to know Jesus, I was the one who was going to tell him. Yeah. And so that was a moment where the Lord again met me at a place where I really needed him as a new mom. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. All I knew was I was like, Ooh, four and a half pounds, I'm responsible for this boy growing up and knowing the Lord. And so I did become more serious about my relationship with him. Well, I mean, and I just want to say that that's part of our story that is so similar. The whole, like, knowing him so well in junior high, same for me. Felt the Lord call me into ministry at youth camp in junior high. Knew, heard his voice for the first time so clearly, knew it was the Lord, and then still managed to get into high school, college, fall away from him, which I know is, for so many of our listeners, they can relate to that. Um, it's almost like it's this thing that that happens to so many of us. We just lose our way through high school and college. And I think it's all the peer pressure and all the other outside elements that we're not used to, but, um, that part of our story is so similar. And then also Mary divorce. And then our kids, our kids and the condition of my marriage was exactly what brought me back to the Lord, you know, having a baby, having Zachary and Evan. And after Evan was born, you know, my husband was like, we got to get our kids in church. Neither <laughs> one of us are walking with the Lord. And so I can so relate to your testimony. And I know that some of our listeners, can so relate to that. So there you are with this brand new baby boy. You realize that you are the doorway, the teacher, the opportunity for him to know about Jesus. And that kind of set your life back on course with the Lord. Would you say? It really did. Uh, after that, I had another baby boy, Gabriel, a few um, couple of years later, and I was doing mops and going to Bible study and things looked really good. But at the age of 33, about 10 years into my marriage, I found myself in the same place that I had been 15, 20 years before sure. again and again in a repetitive cycle of sin. And it was at this time that I had what I would call an emotional affair and it wasn't, wasn't physical, but it was emotional. And the day that this person tried to take it to that next level, I had no idea that the Lord was going to meet me in that ugly place. And I heard him in an almost audible voice for the first time ever in my life. And he said to me, baby girl, you don't have to do this. This is mm -hmm. not who you are. Amen. This moment right here is the one that I died for. Wow. Oh, Amy, that's beautiful. Isn't it so wonderful of the Lord? Like for anybody listening, if you don't know the Lord as your savior, like if he hasn't made himself real to you yet, and you're just kind of like checking all this, like Jesus stuff out. I just want to say, this is one of my most favorite things about him. Um, religion would try to tell you that the Lord shows up when you're being great and you're being perfect and you're following, you know, the commandments and you're living super righteously and you're making all these great choices. 
I, from my personal experience and from what you just shared and so many people that I minister to and meet with, that's not how they met the Lord. That's not where the Lord showed up real to them when they first realized that he was real. It was in their hard place. It was in the scary place. It was in a dark place for me. And it sounds like for you as well. You know, the Lord is so compassionate and merciful and that's what makes it kind of scandalous. You know, religion wants to say all those things that I said earlier, that you got to be good to meet the Lord. You got to be good for him to pursue you. You got to be good to walk with him. And he's the one that makes us good. It's all about Jesus and it's relationship with him. And he looks at us and he's like, like you said, he's like, Oh baby girl, here's what I died on the cross for. This is that moment. And I love that. I love that he meets us in those hard places and that that's who he is. I want a savior like that. No kidding. That's the savior that I love. He's the one who meets us in the messy places, the places that are so ugly, the places that we don't want anybody else to see. Sure. And he meets us there and he is so full of love and that scandalous grace that you talk about. And that moment really was the moment that literally propelled me into women's ministry Mm. and gave me a word to share with women who need to know that they don't have to live the same way that they can be different, that they aren't who they used to be. Amen. That's one of my favorite things. Listen, your past does not determine your destiny, does it? That's right. It's all, he makes it all brand new. He does. I love that you would share that today. And so after that, like you said, you got into women's ministry and then just share a little bit about, um, where that took you. You know, you started being a women's ministry pastor. That's, that's when, were you a pastor when I'm, were you the women's ministry director when I met you or were you just leading the Bible study? That was right before I walked into that position um, of a women's ministry director. I had no idea that that was going to happen. All I knew is that I had found my sweet spot. I loved teaching. I mm. loved ministering to women. And it wasn't till a little bit after that, the, the Lord called me into ministry. And that was a very sweet time. Well, um, I just love, like I said, I love the testimony of Jesus. I love how we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And I know that there's people listening today that are hearing your testimony and you overcame. And now this is fresh life and hope for them, whatever situation they're in to overcome and let Jesus bring them through. And like we talked about, realize that they don't have to be perfect for Jesus to meet them right where they're at. And, um, one of the things that I discovered about you being in your Bible study class all those years ago is what an incredible writer you are. Um, I think that's when I first realized, um, how gifted you were at writing and God used to put it on my heart. I remember even all those years ago, you know, the Holy spirit would whisper to me, she's a writer. She's a writer. She's gifted. She needs to write Bible studies. She needs to write books. Um, she's so gifted. And, um, and then later when I stepped into women's ministry after you behind you, I was your successor or whatever. Um, I remember asking you to write devotionals for our retreat booklets and stuff like that. And those devotionals ended up being one of the most powerful things about the retreat. It ministered to so many women and you got so much great. I know I got great feedback from what you wrote from the women attending And, um, tell us a little bit now you write the beloved Lemire devotional every week. It comes out on Tuesdays. Tell us a little bit about that. Cause I'm so excited. You've got a lot going on, but I want to talk about that first. (laughs) Um, gosh, I did. As I began to write for the different things at my church and just the encouragement of some really good friends, you being one of them, um, I began to step out publicly with my writing about a year and a half ago and I, started writing Beloved Lumiere. It's every other, I mean, right now it's every other Tuesday because I'm super busy trying to get a bunch of 
book sure, proposals sure. and stuff done. But uh, normally it comes out every Tuesday, and it's really more than what I would call regular devotional uh, because it's longer in length. I yeah. have some people say that they take bits and pieces of it through the week uh, to use as a Bible study. Yeah. And I do use a lot of scripture, so it's not short and sweet, but it is a, a, a quick Bible teaching. Yeah, it's super impactful. Thank so, you. So um, I love it. I love that you've stepped out into that finally, into what God's calling you to do. I love how it ministers to all of us that have the opportunity to read it. It always seems to be exactly what I need for whatever I'm going through that week or that month or that day. And um, I just know God's really using your ministry and what you're doing to help a lot of people and to get us into the word. Cause you know, I'm all about helping people get into the word. I have such a passion for the word. And so I love that you're doing that. So before we move on to what you're also doing, tell people how they can sign up to receive your beloved Lemire devotional. You can go to amyelaine.com. That's A-M-Y-E-L-A-I-N-E.com. And you can sign up right there to subscribe and it'll be sent to you um, every Tuesday morning. Awesome. All right. Now I want to talk about the really big news (laughs) that I'm so excited about. Um, And I think this is the first time that you're talking about it publicly. Am I right? It is true. (laughs) Okay. So you guys, Amy has just written her first book. And I am so proud of her and I'm so excited to tell you guys about it. I got to preview it a little bit and it is amazing. It's going to bless so many people. It is titled Becoming a Victory Girl by Amy Elaine Martinez. And it is amazing. I'm just going to read you a little bit of the back cover so that people get an idea of what the book about books about stake your claim in the kingdom by becoming a victory girl. Amy Elaine shares her surefire battle plan to help you train for triumph and wage war against the enemy who seeks to steal and destroy your destiny. You've already been made victorious through Christ. Becoming a victory girl will enable you to walk onto the battlefield of life filled with passion and poised in the pursuit of your enemy. Walk in your full God-given destiny by becoming a victory girl. You'll learn to pray with accuracy and hit your mark by mastering the art of the aim. Keep the territory you've conquered by staking your claim in the kingdom. Bask in the bounty of the battle as you take back what the enemy has stolen. And know who's really fighting your battles as a daughter of the king. I mean, wow, Amy, that is all super powerful. I'm so excited for people to get their hands on this book. Um, Tell me a little bit and our listeners, what inspired you to write Becoming a Victory Girl? You know, about a year and a half ago, I was, no, I guess about a year ago, I was flying home from Oklahoma City. I had been um, at home with my parents. My sister had been in ICU for several, several weeks, and she had almost died from a rare blood disorder from a tick bite. And that's a whole nother story. It was a total miracle. It was. She was miraculously, miraculously healed. And as I was flying home after I knew that she was going to be okay, I was weary. I was Hmm. really weary from a hard fought battle. And I heard the Lord say, take the land. Hmm. And I was like, what in the world does that mean? Take the land. And as I began to spend some more time with him, and really process what he was talking to me about. He just continued to say, take the land. I'm like, what in the world? So I just asked him, you know, tell me what that means. And really, after I had spent some time with him over a few months and weeks, I realized that we have each been given some territory. We've mm. been given a place of influence where we have a voice and we have the authority 
to talk about what the Lord has done for us and for it to have meaning and power and to really change other people's lives. Yes. And speaking of like, just a little side note, taking the land and taking your land. I know that this was a big deal for you to step out and finally start writing your first book. You've known for years that you had this gift on your life and that God was calling you to do it. And so like the stars aligned and the timing was right <laughs> and the anointing, everything was there. But can you just share a little bit of your heart of for the people that are listening that also feel like they're called to write and they're called to write a book, but they feel really scared. Can you just talk about the um, importance of vulnerability, but also just faith and strength and trusting God? Just how did you do it? Well, I am still doing it. Being sure. on the radio for, with you today is part of doing that. Just putting our brave, getting our brave on and stepping out in the things that the Lord's called us to. Um, it's really about staking your claim in the kingdom mm -hmm. and doing what he's called you to do. So what I would say to aspiring writers um, is that you have everything in you to do what he's called you to do. Mm -hmm. You have a message that no one else can say you have a voice that no one else has. And it is so important for us to step out into those places. He's made the way for us. Yeah. We have to step out into them and take that land. And with every inch that we take, the enemy is defeated and we are making a difference in the kingdom. That's yeah. what we're here for. Yeah, that's so good. Sometimes it's just taking that first step, wouldn't you say? Yes. And then just another step and then another step. And yes. he meets us there, right? He absolutely Every does. time. Um, okay. So in your book, you talk about fundamentally believing in victory. Can you explain a little bit about that? I can, you know, in the book, I say, I don't know exactly what page it's on, but I say that we must fundamentally believe in victory. The victory girl has to believe in victory. If we don't believe in it, we'll never walk in it. Mm. It's so important for us to begin to believe what he says over our lives. And he says that in John six. 1833, the Bible says that we have been made more than conquerors in Christ and that he who is in us is greater than who's in the world and that we have victory in Christ. Really, it's already been done. Mm -hmm. We really are already the victory girl. We just have to become the victory girl. We have to walk out what he's already done in our lives because the work of the cross has already been done. That's Death right. is defeated. That's right. The finished work of the cross. Yeah. I think sometimes the hardest part of that believing in the victory is believing that we deserve any victory in the first place. You know, we get into that place of shame and guilt. I know I've been a victim of that in my past where I fall into that pattern of, oh, well, that's not happening for me because I don't deserve it. Or I shouldn't try that because, you know, I'm not worthy. I've got all this history. When in fact, God comes in and he's like, listen, none of you guys deserve anything except what Jesus did for you on the cross. He made a way for you. I created you. I put a destiny inside of you. The enemy came and tried to steal that with sin in the world, but I've restored it to you through the blood of Jesus. And so, yeah, I think, wouldn't you say that just believing that God calls you worthy is one of the steps to believing in the victory in the first place? It absolutely is. And one of the things that I do in the book is I have um, at the end of every chapter, there's a uh, battling it out, becoming statements, and uh, believing the Bible. Obviously, believing the Bible is a Bible verse. Sure. Um, the battling out is a practical way that you can walk the victory girl out. But the becoming statements are the key thing. We have to begin to override what the world and what the enemy is saying over us because what God says is true. And he says that we are worthy That's and that right. we have every single thing within us through the transforming power of the Holy Spirit, 
we have everything in us that we need. That's so good. What is one of your favorite quotes from Becoming a Victory Girl? If you had to pick, I know it's pretty hard because <laughs> if you put it in the book, you love it, right? But what would you say is maybe your favorite one if you had to choose? If I had to pick one on page 41, uh, it says, the weapons that once wounded become the kindling that sets our hearts ablaze. Mm. That was one of the best discoveries that I made while writing this book. I discovered that God doesn't waste a thing. And I think I already knew that, Mm -hmm. but he reiterated it to me. He told me time and time again, I'm not going to waste one single thing. When you are out on the battlefield, every hurt, every scar, every battle wound, he is going to use for his good and for his glory so that he can show up in our lives. He's going to take all that stuff Mm -hmm everything the enemy's used against us and he's going to turn it for good and he's going to use it so that people can see his power in us, what he's done in us, yes. what he's done to make us new so that he's glorified. Absolutely. Right? It's all about his glory. That's so good. Bringing him fame, making him famous. I think it's so true what you say about he never wastes a thing. It reminds me of the verse, you know, even um, the bad, hard trials that we go through, he promises in the word that he'll turn it all to good, Right. He does. He'll find a way and he'll turn it all to good. And isn't it so beautiful to look back and see the things that were so, um, yeah, that we would consider such hardships in our life or some of the most painful things that we had to go through. And now we can look back on it and say, wow, I never thought that anything possibly could come good out of that. But now, I mean, even for an example, being able to minister to another woman or man or child that's going through something that you can relate to, even the fact that we can minister out of a place of overcoming that. And having gone through that gives that person fresh hope for their own um, healing and their own breakthrough. And that's just one of the ways that he can use really hard things and turn it for his good. So that's so beautiful. I love that. I love that you talk about that in your book. Um, I also wanted to ask you, what type of person do you think would benefit from reading your new book, Becoming a Victory Girl? You know, who is this book really written for, in your opinion? Well, I will say that it is not just for girls. Good. However, um, becoming the victory woman just wasn't quite as catchy as becoming the victory girl. Um, But as I talked to my husband out on my front porch, we drink coffee every morning out on the front porch when it's nice. And he said, well, why didn't you write it for boys or men or, you know, isn't this for everybody? And I said, it actually is. Anybody could take these truths because they're biblical truths and implement them into their lives. My audience is women. And so I made it geared towards women and girls. And, but it is, it's absolutely for anybody. I would say that anybody who needs to be reminded that they can walk in victory, Mm. it's for them. That's so good. Well, I can't wait for everybody to have it everybody to read it and everybody be blessed by it. How can people get a hold of your book? Is it even released yet? Like tell us how they can find your book. Well, actually today is the first day that I've talked about it publicly. Yay! Uh, so that's pretty exciting to do that with you. I, it is available on my website at www.amyelaine.com. You can buy it through there or it's also on Amazon. Oh, and it is awesome. actually available. I just haven't started talking about it yet. So that's so good. I'd love for you to go buy it. Listen, I want everybody listening to check it out. You guys, you will not regret it. You will be so blessed. It's going to help you. It's going to minister to you. Buy one for a girlfriend that you know needs to remember that, that God is with her and that she can get through this battle. She's not alone and that she does have the victory in Christ Jesus. And you guys, you can follow Amy Elaine on social media on 
Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those places. She's at Amy Elaine Writes. That's Amy Elaine Writes on all social media platforms. And like she said, her website, amyelaine.com. You can get the book, sign up for her beloved Lemire devotional. You will be so blessed. Amy, thanks for being on the show. It is an honor and a privilege to have you here. And I'm very honored that you would launch your book on the show today. Thanks for having me. Now I want to pray for all of our listeners. Everybody listening, you guys, in the name of Jesus, I lift everyone up, Lord, that has that past, that has that history, that makes them, that trust a lot of them and tell them that they're unworthy, that they don't qualify for the victory in Christ. That's a lie from the pit of hell. And and we reject that. And we release the truth of Jesus to those people. Lord, I speak healing. I speak deliverance. Um, Lord, I pray for encounters for people listening, that they would know that it's all about a relationship with you. And it's not about following the rules and being a good girl or a good guy. It's really about knowing the truth of who you created them to be and walking in who you say they are and loving you as their savior and their Lord. So father, I just pray for breakthrough for people right now. Listening. I pray for, like I said, I pray for truth and healing. I pray for restoration. And I call back all those people that were like me and Amy that, that maybe walked away from the Lord at some point in their life. I call you back now. And I say, Jesus has never stopped pursuing you. He loves you so much. I pray all these things in the mighty and holy delivering name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. You guys, thanks so much for joining us today. You can email me at scandalousgrace at carlosswanigan.com. Let me know how God's moving in your life through the show and how we can partner with you in prayer. You can find out everything about us on our website, carlosswanigan.com. That's Carla with a K. And remember, leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. We hope you were blessed by today's episode of Scandalous Grace with Carlos Swanigan. Please go to carlaswanigan.com to listen to podcasts, see where Carla will be speaking, and to find out about all of Carla Swanigan Ministries' resources, including her video devotional series. Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to carlaswanigan.com for ways you can partner with Carla in reaching listeners with God's love and grace. Please join us again next Saturday at 4 p.m. for Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan.